Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Somebody out there got a dream. Somebody out there got a dream. Welcome to the Ryan and Brian Show. I am Ryan Green. Here we go again. Another week, another great episode. It is February 6th. Excited about a great show. I'm calling from Baltimore, Maryland. On the line, we got a co-host. This is Brian Johnson. Hey, it's a wonderful day in February, my favorite month of the year. And happy birthday to Bob Marley, man. <laughs> we, we're, oh, okay. we're on Marley Day. We're having this this show. All right, absolutely, man. It's a wonderful magic. Speaking of birthdays, jump right into it. First of all, before I even jump into that, let me make sure we give out the information. 646-652-2647. That's the number to call in. 646-652-2647. The number to call in and be a part of the Ryan and Brian show tonight. Uh, But speaking of birthdays, Brian, you had a birthday yesterday, man. Happy belated birthday uh, on air. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It was a wonderful day. I, I, I turned... Uh, a youthful 38 years old, and I used to, you know, feel bad about uh, getting older. But man, I'll tell you what: if you're still living on this earth, you need to count those days as, as blessings. So, man, 38, and I'm and I'm right behind you, man. You're you're the you're the elder statesman of, of the duo. <laughs> so, so you you had a couple weeks at 38 before me. So uh, it's really been good, man. I had a great day. Absolutely, welcome to the 38 Club, man. So. <laughs> You know, uh, it is definitely, uh, last year we uh, did the show on my birthday. This year we did a day after your birthday. And, and uh, shout out to a couple of group members, Jared and Leslie, who share birthdays with you. Uh, and also, who else? You, you guys' birthday twin, Bobby Brown. I got who, uh, Bobby Brown. I have uh, Rita G, who was on our show at, at one point. Um, okay, that's and right, yeah. A couple friends. I give shout outs to my friend Denise Weaver. I got a friend named... Um, uh, Carlton Fields, uh, my friend Amanda down in Charlotte. I, man, it's a bunch of people. It's just crazy how many people were born on your birthday. And really, crazy story, man. When I walked into, you know, for my birthday, my wife took me to the uh, Michigan game. And, right. you know, big shout to Laval Jordan and, and Destiny Jordan. They they gave me uh, the, the coaches' tickets. So I actually, but when I walked in, the I, I heard the students singing Happy Birthday, and I was like, 
man, don't tell me that Janelle hooked me up with a birthday song. <laughs> as soon as I got in, I, you know, it just, and I was like, nah, I couldn't be. So I didn't even ask her about it. Well, come to find out, it was actually Coach Beeline's birthday also. So happy birthday to Michigan's head coach, Coach John Beeline. He turned 60 yesterday, and that's another wow. birthday twin that I had. I had absolutely no idea until I actually went to the game. Yeah, I was about to say, like, I know, I, I knew that Janelle was going to do the whole game thing. I mean, that's the whole reason we even changed the show to Wednesday night. So you could go to the game last night. <laughs> I can't <remember. laughs> No, that's just a joke. But, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad that was allowed you were able to do that. I would like say if she pulled those strings and had the whole stadium singing team, then that would have been awesome. Uh, but nonetheless, it was definitely, uh, um, I saw the, TV, the game on TV and all that yellow, man. It's just uh, something about, nothing about life. I mean, like those Michigan sports, man. So that was uh, great. <laughs> And I thought it was a great game. You guys uh, won the game, too, so good stuff. Right. So, yeah, the, the maze was awesome, man. I, I, I didn't like it when I saw the um, when I saw the jerseys just online, but when I was actually at the game, like right sitting behind N- NBA scouts, I was uh, I, I thought it looked pretty slick with the shoes and all that. It, it actually, I, from what I hear, it didn't look so great on television, but uh, live, up close and personal, it really looked good. I think that uh, they should wear they should wear those more. And uh, Michigan Michigan basketball is getting off, so it really doesn't matter what we wear, man, for the most part. (laughs) Winning, we just lost. I've I've seen that that uniform a couple of times, as a matter of fact, and it looked like, you know, highlighters on the screen. Uh, I've never noticed the actual yellow um, um, socks and and sneakers until last night. I'm not sure if they've had that before. Those look definitely definitely, um, unique on TV, but, uh, you know, it's like better in person than so be it. Yeah, and before we move on, I must say, because I am a Michigan fan, that the actual official color is maize. So while you say yellow, we call it maize. But, you know, know. it actually is yellow. That's not not the real color maize that they're wearing. But, you know, don't don't go around saying yellow and blue. We we don't like that. No, you know, I I, I peeped you correct me the first time, and then I I forgot to – you make that correction the second time, but I know when you say, oh, yeah, my bad, it was just maize, not yellow. So, yeah, I I peeped that. Speaking of Michigan, though, since we're going to talk about them for a second, I mean, you guys were ranked number one for the first time since the Fab Five era. But um, also, today was National Signing Day. Um, so, you know, me being in Maryland, that really is an insignificant day for us here. But um, <laughs> I know you guys are watching some big prospects out there in um, uh, Michigan, especially because we're coming to the Big Ten next year. What do you think about that? Um, what's you guys' class looking like this year? Next year? Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what, the class looks excellent. Um, you know, all the all the rating um all the rating houses or agencies or whatever, they they have us ranked in the top ten, so we're anywhere from I've heard number one to number six, depending on who you talk to. Um, so that's great. I think you know the thing that that uh, people have been talking about Derek Green, that the uh, one of the the number one backs uh, to be recruited out of uh, high school. He's coming to Michigan. He, he very likely will start uh, next year. So they're really excited about him. I'm personally very excited about the linemen that we picked up. So Brady Hoke, when he he inherited the team, uh, Rich Rodriguez had this. Uh, you know, had a philosophy of having small, quick linemen. And in the Big Ten, what happened was that they basically got swallowed up and people could, you know, run run, us, run up the gut 
uh, on either side of the ball. So he's really focused on that, man. I think I read somewhere where our linemen, aver- the average um, size of them was 230-something, and this is coming right out of – Right out of um, out of college, I mean, out of high school, and like in like a six three or six, I mean six four or something like that. So really big guys uh, that that can um, you know that are going to bulk up and really you know provide us with that interior line that'll help you know the the Derek Greens and and you know our, our the high profile quarterbacks and stuff uh, play a lot better. So that's what I'm really excited about. Good stuff, good stuff. Wish y'all the best this year. Like I said, you know we are. Uh... I guess we end up getting what we get in Maryland. <laughs> you gotta get well, the well, the good thing is that even though you don't have a, a college team, you have the NFL team. So congratulations on that, um, the, the Ravens Super Bowl champions. I know that uh, when we were when we were in uh, in DC, uh, it was during the playoffs, and and that was a pretty tense game uh, that that you watched that weekend. And you know, I, you weren't interested in going to any parties or anything you had to shut yourself into in the basement and actually watch it with people right. watch it by yourself so so what are your thoughts on 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 uh being super bowl champs now, i'll tell you you know it's been 12 years since we experienced it the last time and, and uh but this time it, it was just one of those magical type seasons where it's like you know so the whole destiny thing is so overused, and I'm not even going to say that that's what it was this time with the Ravens. I think a lot of times people, uh, you know, say that. However, it just felt like, and I think, um, you know, Ray Lewis even said it in one of his many interviews uh, before he ascended into heaven. That, um, <laughs> that you, know, you know, sometimes you just have to have that luck and balls have to bounce your way. And if you look at our season uh, down the stretch, you just kind of felt like this was our turn because everything just seemed to go our way. That the the time, the things that we needed to work right just did. And uh, watching that uh, the playoff run, it, it was really. It, 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 the, I never doubted, except that Denver game um, up until that last play. That was the only time I doubted whether or not we could actually get there. I knew we could beat the Patriots. I knew we could beat the Colts, uh, but we had never beaten Peyton Manning before. So I was, you know, afraid of that game. We almost gave it up. Um, but then going into the Super Bowl, you know, not uh, sure who this Kaepernick dude really was and if the Ravens were – I knew we'd give up yards. That's what we do. Our defense is giving up yards, and we always find a way to stop them when they count. And then the lights happen. <laughs> you know, I think that uh, – But don't break. Well, I think if that, that light situation hadn't happened, I really think we would have ended up blowing out the, uh, the San Francisco 49ers uh, in that Super Bowl. But uh, they did come back on us. It was a stressful, stressful game, and uh, it was uh, definitely tough. But like you said, we, we, we pulled it out. I had the parade in Baltimore uh, yesterday. Thousands and thousands of people filling the stadium, uh, the streets of the city. It was a really good um, a, a week and good celebration. So definitely excited about what happened with it. So this stuff, man. Excited to be Super Bowl champs again. Now, of course, Ray's gone. And a lot of these, you know, final refound people, flag folks, going to get this huge deal. But who knows what the team's going to look like uh, next year. But uh, in the meantime, we are going to celebrate what we have this year, man. So, awesome. well, yeah. congratulations, man. I, I'm glad you heard uh, Ray Lewis say something in a uh, in an interview besides uh, some big long uh, howl, because <laughs> that's all I I saw him doing. <laughs> it was hilarious. It was hilarious because of the SNL skit, but even even what made it really hilarious 
was when we I was watching the Super Bowl and, and I'm making jokes on Facebook about him yelling and screaming and then they just flash to him and he's like <laughs> with his arms out. Absolutely hilarious. So I, I have that on um D V R. I I actually wanted to catch his um his response. Well, I'm lying, I wanted to catch the Beyonce uh halftime show. But uh anyway <laughs> I got that That's you can never would have watched again. That's what I heard. That's on YouTube. Right. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, absolutely. Well, man, let's, uh, we went into a little long at the beginning, but, uh, you know, we like to start every month off with uh, our leadership university. So we want to go ahead and get into that. And for those who listen, again, 646-652-2647 is the number to call in. If you're calling in to be a guest on the show, I mean, you want to be on the air, make sure you go ahead and press 1 when you call in. That way it'll let us know that you want to actually be on the air if you just call them to listen, you go ahead and press two, uh, and that way you know not to pick up the phones. But um, go ahead and call in. Also, so, so uh, that being said, we're going to Leadership University. It's our monthly segment where we uh, share some topics, some leadership topics that really help you grow. Because, uh, you know, Brian and I are both students of personal development, so we try to share that with our listeners and hope that, you know, we can give you something uh, every month that will help you grow on the inside so you can be a better person on the outside. And uh, this month we're going to start, uh, we're going back into uh, my, my new book, uh, Brian, Create a Better You. So the book was just released. As a matter of fact, it officially uh, was released last Tuesday and came out, uh, hit the actual uh, stands this Tuesday, yesterday, as a matter of fact. Uh, so I'm excited about this new release, man, this Create a Better You book. Uh, you know, it, it, I talk about these 12 elements to really uh, help you create a better uh, life by first creating a better you. Uh, you know, I really uh, give a lot of insight into my own personal situation, just like I do in all of the books that I've written, and really share my personal journey. Uh, for those who may not know, you know, last uh, I kind of covered the last four years, uh, for the most part, in this book, uh, really going through uh, the things that I've gone through, dealing with uh, divorce and trying to uh, just reset life and start all over, and all the things that I went through, uh, really, you know, when I was sitting there and trying to find my way and trying to find uh, direction and purpose and just really a desire to want to do what I had been doing um, before that, you know, really was just uh, trying to figure this thing out, trying to uh, figure out what had to be done and what was being done wrong. And, uh, you know, God just gave me, gave me this, this book. He gave me these 12 elements to saying, you know, what, if you want a better life, then you have to create a better you. So I had to start over. And uh, we talked uh, in December about creating a better connection uh, this month we're going to talk about uh, another chapter in the book about creating a better now. And, uh, you know, I'll just give you a little – I'm going to read something from the book. I'm going to kind of just talk as well. And then, you know, you're going to jump in there and add some insight too. Uh, but, you know, pretty much I start the chapter I'm talking about. Eventually you reach a point where you simply have to start. You have to simply say regardless of what things look like around you right now, no matter what your present circumstances are, this is where your journey must begin. You have to look at your life and decide to create, create a better now. Uh, you know, and we, when you're dealing with something in your life, a lot of times people can look at their current situations and they can use that as an excuse as to why they can't uh, be successful, why they can't do more, why they can't uh, go after whatever it is they have purpose to do. And I know you've heard this quote before, uh, Brian, that uh, where you are today is the result of decisions you made five years ago and where you'll be five years from now will be the result of the decisions you make today. So we're talking about creating a better you and creating a better future and, and you know, creating a better a life for yourself, and we have to really look into what we're doing right now because our decisions today are going to impact uh, where we find ourselves five years from now. I know myself, or, you know, and you can, everyone, where we are right now is the result of the decisions we made five years ago, 
uh, we would put us in this situation. So uh, what I want to do is, as we go into that, you know, really kind of talking about wh- where we are now, you know, and, and for me, when I was, you know, when I was, I was uh, trying to figure the thing out, trying to reset, trying to start over, I had to finally just say, you know what, uh, who am I? You know, what, what am I, uh, what do I want to be? And, and I had to finally you know, accept the fact that I am, you know, an author. At this point, I'd already, you know, by the time, uh, you know, the divorce had happened, I had written my third book. You know, I, I was uh, just starting to really take off as a speaker. And all that just kind of came to a standstill. It came to a, a halt because, you know, it, it's hard to go out and motivate other people, Brian. I'm sure you can speak to this when, when you don't uh, feel the, your joy in your own life, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so for me, it was you know I had to finally just say you know accept who I was at the time, and I had to say you know even though I don't look like that person on the outside in the midst of all the mess, I had to you know confess that I was my future right now. So some people who, who might be listening to this, uh, you're sitting there right now, and 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 you know what you want to be, you know what you're trying to do, uh, you have to just accept and, and and confess rather that you are that person right now, uh, that you want to begin doing those activities right now uh, to become that person that you want to be. So then five years from now, uh, that now will look much better based on what you're doing with yourself uh, right now. So there's three things. I don't want to get too much into the personal story because that's actually in the book. Uh, the first piece that I talk about on on how to uh, create a better now is to talk about uh, let today be the last day your circumstances be a cop out. Okay, so you know, a lot of times we, we know that. And this came from, uh, well, it was last year, I, I did a, a, a graduation speech at a uh, Title V school. Uh, those, that's one of the schools that's kind of the last uh, straw for students before they go to jail. <laughs> you know, you, you get kicked out of school, you're, you're facing uh, jail or a mental institute, uh, it, this is your last chance. So one of those kind of schools. And I gave a graduation speech there, and, uh, you know, the, looking at these students who had every reason to say, uh, why they couldn't be successful because of everything that happened to them, you know. Um, and, and, you know, maybe you have, have someone that listen has a criminal record or maybe you have a poor relationship track record or maybe you've been a bad parent. Uh, no matter what the challenge has been, no matter how much society tells you you can't succeed because of it, you make today the day that you decide to no longer be bound captive by the clouds of your mistakes and shortcomings. Just decide today that your story will be the story of the one who overcame it in, in spite of Brian, I know I've been talking for a minute right here. I want to kind of go to you, you know. Um, what what's been maybe your personal experiences or people, you know, experiences of people who you've dealt with who, um, you know, I know you do a lot in the community with the parenting group, with the students in schools. Uh, talk to us about some of the, the ways that you've seen people use their circumstances that they kind of let that dictate what they're, who, who they are or what they feel like their future is based on their current circumstances and how you yeah. can help people overcome that. Well, I'll tell you what, I I often talk about growing up and how a lot of uh you know, a lot of a lot of people that I knew didn't know their father, you know, or, or didn't have a relationship with their father and, and that was pretty rampant um around um, around my neighborhood and, and with my friends in general. And what you tended to see is that people um oftentimes would use that as an excuse to, to do certain things, that to act out or or to uh you know, not take responsibility uh as as uh, as kids at that time and as teenagers at that time. You had some people that were rebellious because they didn't have a father in the house, these different things. Um you also had people you know, myself included, that that used that as a 
as a motivator. You know, I, I was blessed enough to have a stepfather that actually stepped in and, and helped quite a bit. But, you know, I could have used the fact that my biological father didn't have a whole lot to do with me um, as as a cop-out. And instead, what I did was I said, you know what, uh, I'm going to use this as a good thing. Or, or at that time, I thought to myself, I'm going to just do the opposite of whatever he did. So, to this, so he, so that ended up being the the largest motivating force in my life as a, as a kid. You know, I was like, well, I'm going to try to do the right thing every time I did something, and and uh, you know, I could have looked at it a, a different way. So, um, that's a that's a good example. And and what I've actually seen is a lot of a lot of men now that at least that are in my circle uh, that have that didn't grow up with their father around are awesome dads you know i have people that compliment me on being a dad and all this stuff and i'm like you know what i'm not doing anything that's that much better than most of the men that i know who are fathers and and in many cases they didn't grow up with their fathers around so so that's just a, that's just a, a uh an example of taking a bad situation and kind of using it as a springboard to to make a better future good stuff man and you know i um Agree with you on that. That I, I'm kind of the same way. Where you take, uh, I think when people see behaviors, negative behaviors, they're either going to um, uh, mirror those or they're going to use those to know to do the exact opposite. And I've always been that kind of. I'll see a, a negative and make and, and do the exact opposite to make sure I turn it into a positive in my own life. So uh, good, good stuff with that. You know, the second thing I talk about is use what you have today as your springboard to uh, better. Uh, it doesn't take much to make yourself better. It takes things like hard work, determination, and desire, but it doesn't take a bunch of stuff. If you're talking about creating a better now, then you need to take an inventory on what you have right now and how you can parlay that into small, you know, immediate successes and that, that will springboard you into bigger successes. And so ask yourself, what skills do you have right now? Who do you know right now? What information do you have access to right now that can help you improve your current situation? And I would say for figuring out how to create a better now for myself, the first resource I knew I had tapped into my voice. Now, I wasn't talking about my literal voice, even though I've been complimented on that, but my voice of influence. I had experience in radio, and I authored several books and was you know, a public speaker, so I knew people were willing to pay attention to the words that I said as long as I was saying something worth paying attention to. You know, And, and actually, that, that's kind of how this show even became, you know, came about. When, when you and I started doing a radio show, Brian, I had, uh, you know, stopped doing my own radio show for probably about two years at the time. Because, you know, um, but I, I use that as, as as where I was now. So, you know, what is who I am now? Let's go ahead and let's do the show. Let's get back into doing those things that I was doing to make sure that I could uh, use what I had now to, to, to start improving, improving where I was. So I started doing a radio show with you. I started blogging. It didn't cost any money you know, to, to write an article and post it somewhere online. Again, these things just starting to get the voice out there again, getting the name out there uh, to really use what I had at the time to to take it to a better uh, place. You know, four years ago, three years ago, I wasn't worrying about writing another book, uh, but here it is now. You know that that the fifth book has been released, uh, and again, you know, the thing about my writing is it's always my story first, and, and most of the books I write are always uh, what's been given to me to help me, and then I, I put it into a way to help other people. So, you know, I, 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 that's why I share so much of my own story because I'm not talking down to anyone. I'm not claiming to have already uh, reached the, the promised land, the finish line. I, I'm a work in progress. 
you know, I'm, I'm helping as I go because these are things that are given to me to help me through, and I know they're going to help other people as well. So uh, for those who are listening, you know, maybe you can start writing that book or your blog post today. You know, apologize to your spouse for your mistakes today. You know, apologize to that you've been dreaming of today. You know, make that video or that YouTube post. You know, start your Facebook fan page. You know, start your own blog talk radio show today. Whatever it is that you have today, uh, start doing that and use that as as your, your stepping stone to make sure your springboard to better. You know, and, and Brian, I know that you know you you you, you as well. You, you're having success. You're doing some things. I know you you know you you have things you're trying to do as well. You know, you have bigger dreams, bigger goals. Uh, this isn't where you want to end. Uh, so talk to us about how you've been able to use different situations and different things that you have now to kind of springboard you uh, into your, your future of what you're trying to do uh, coming up. Well, you know, that's, that's an excellent question, and I'm I'm going to go a little bit different than what, you know, people might think. Uh, one one thing that I'd say that I, that I have as a resource was time. And it, it sounds weird because we all have time, but the the uh, element that I I was thinking about was the ability to choose how I use my time. And what I did was I tried to read a lot. You know, you talked about us being students of personal development, and you also talked about you know what we what we do. You know, in the next five years will impact the five years before. Uh, now I have a lot of things that are that are you know really exciting going on that I, I know in the coming months I will be um, I'll be announcing. But five years ago I was very heavily heavily involved in a in a network marketing company and part of that if any network marketer will tell you is doing a lot of personal development. So for the first time in my life I'm reading books that are nonfiction books. They're about improving myself, you know. They're they're mm-hmm. I, I didn't have the the opportunity to read a Ryan Green book, but I will I will uh read them going forward and I encourage you to do the same. <laughs> but uh but you know those are things where I was basically feeding my feeding my mind and opening myself up and and allowing um, or changing my frequency so that I could pick up on a lot of opportunities that came later. And as a result, you know, um, as a lot of the social media came out and I really understood networking and the importance of it, I jumped on a lot of this stuff really quickly. But it was that time that I spent, the the five years prior, where I was just developing myself, you know, turning off the radio. I was listening to all these personal development tapes. I was making sure I, I was disciplined about reading um, personal development books. And that and that planted seeds in me that not only, you know, made me, uh, gave me different skills, but it changed my outlook. You know, I, I, I was no longer just happy with working at a nine-to-five. You know, very early on I saw that I wasn't going to create wealth just doing that. And it changed me so much uh, you know, we, uh, my my leadership used to say it's like a, an elastic band. You know, you stretch it out out of shape, and it never goes back to the same shape. And, and really, that's what gave me the entrepreneurial bug and made me uh, look in so many different ways at at uh, at how to kind of escape just a nine to five and build some real wealth. So 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 that's that's a, a resource everybody has is time, and I'm sure anybody can get a library card. Or or go on Amazon and start buying some books. You know, get away from the Fifty Shades of Grey. Sometimes, you know, I, I understand the the importance of reading reading fiction, but you know, spend spend some time really developing yourself uh, in, from a personal development standpoint. Absolutely, good stuff, man. And then the last piece, uh, we'll talk about creating a better uh, now. We'll talk about stop being held hostage by your past. 
you know, and this one is so big, man. I mean, so many people, um, whether they know it or not, you know, are, are held hostage by things that have happened in the past. And I know uh, Jim Rohn, you talk about that personal development, uh, sitting on a, at a seminar with Jim Rohn, he said one of the biggest factors that determining how positive we have to is how we feel about our past. You know, feelings about our past can grip us in such a way that we are no good in our present or our future. Some people were held hostage by their own past decisions, and others may be held hostage by the effects of acts of others from our past. Go to bond. But in order to move on past them, you, have, you must accept the guilt, pay, forgive, and self-permit. That alone, being able to accept that and forgive yourself and move on from the guilt can really uh, help a lot of people. And then secondly is anger. You know, anger, you know, we, we, there's a saying that hurt people hurt people. And, you know, and anger is, is another emotion that grips many people who've been hurt by others in the past. The successful people, I feel, don't generally walk around angry at the world. There are constructive ways to use your anger as fuel, but just being angry all the time isn't healthy at all. And if someone has hurt you in the past, forgiveness is going to be your first step to healing. You may know all the answers to why they hurt you, but the sooner you can forgive and truly free up that space in your mind and heart that you allow them to occupy, the sooner you'll be able, you'll be healed and able to move forward for yourself. And we find that... You know, people spend more time angry at folks who either, A, aren't thinking about them, B, moved on, but know they hurt you to begin with. So, you know, a lot of times people are so uh, caught up on being angry and, and that just eats away at everything positive that you can do. Uh, and you're angry at someone who, who has been living their life happy or have no idea that they even hurt you. Uh, so really being able to release that anger uh, stop allowing uh, your, your mindset to be manipulated by uh, the, the hurts of your past will really, again, help you to be able to uh, go after those things like joy and peace and happiness and really have a much better now to be able to create a better you. Uh, you know, Brian, you, you, you talk about the, the father situation, and I can relate to a certain degree uh, with that. I know how I was able to uh, finally, you know, forgive and move on past that to be able to say, you know what, whatever the past is, is the past. Uh, but if I'm going to make sure that we can have as best uh, now and going forward, then I have to forgive uh, for whatever happened in, in the past. So talk to us about, you know, maybe you and some things that you had to forgive uh, to make sure that you were able to have peace of mind and really you know, fully enjoy your own life. Yeah, I mean, as I think about it, um, the I think the, the father piece is really um, is really the big one in my life. I, I think you know the other piece is that uh, I kind of you talked about forgiving yourself, and that's one thing that I that I had to do as well. You know, I, I I'm one of those guys that um, I at the when I was in when I was growing up, I didn't really realize it, but um, you know, I had people later on in life that were like, "Man, you know, you 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 kind of hurt my feelings because I, I was a joker, you know, I would, I would joke and, and you know, I came up in a household where that's what we did, you know, you had to have you had to have thick skin and it was funny and, and these types of things. So, you know, I'd, I'd had people that came up to me and said, um, you know, you you really hurt me by this or that. And, you know, I, at first I thought, come on, man, that's corny. That's been years ago. But then as I really thought about it, I was like, man, you know. That that really is uh, 
you know, that really bothered that person. And, and I, and I would, I almost started internalizing it and, you know, it, it stole my mojo for a minute. You know, I was, I, I really thought that, um, that I didn't deserve some things because I, because I'd done, you know, I'd hurt people's feelings in the past, but I really, what I had to do was, you know, really apologize to them and be, you know, very contrite and, and work hard to not, um, do that anymore, and then also even the, to move the other way, where you know I, I took that and I could I could identify with people when they were doing those things, and maybe step in and say something uh, to the to people who were doing that type of thing. And um, and you know I, I think people that are in the group, you'll see that come out of me sometimes now. You know I, I think it's still my oh, nature yeah. to, <laughs> to do that. But you heard the feeling still, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's still in my nature, but it, but it's something that where I try to I try to uh, you know uh, control it more, and then um, and then if if my nature does get the best of me, at least uh, make sure that I go back and I apologize and I do the types of things that um, that will help me move forward. So that's so that's the best uh, example I can give for that. Cool. All right, man. Well, that is going to do it for our Leadership University this this month. Uh, so hopefully that helps some people. Hopefully you, you got something out of that. It will begin to create a better now. Uh, for more information on the book and to go ahead and pick up your copy of the uh, book, you can go to www.abetteryoubook.com. That's www.abetteryoubook.com. All right. Brian, you know, this is this is February, and this is Valentine's month. So, you know, each year we find something that um, we, we try to help out our listeners to make Valentine's Day better, you know, or, or answer some questions and, or deal with some relationship issues. So this month we're going to do some things. Uh, we're going to pull some, some of the relationship questions that have been posted in the group uh, recently. We're kind of going to give some take on them. Uh, but you know what? Before we even do that, let me put some lines. We do have a caller. Uh, calling in, so he's been holding on for a minute. Let's go ahead and go to the lines. Uh, this is Peter. Peter, welcome to the show. Hey guys, how's it going? It's going well, man. How are you? Great. Uh, once again, Ryan, uh, congratulations to your Ravens and the city of Baltimore. You guys are definitely a uh, class act in terms of the most loyal uh, fans in the NFL. Thank you. Yeah, I just wanted to comment. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I'll wait for you. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, very good points uh, that you made earlier uh, regarding being a better you. Uh, that's something I'm working on in uh, 2013. I'm trying to, as I've expounded on in Facebook, uh, start my own educational consulting business and uh, thank my girlfriend and some other people for helping me to, you know, think outside the box. And uh, I think everybody should. Uh, put those principles into application uh, this year, uh, given the fact that, you know, the economy is still not the greatest and uh, we have to uh, have a plan B because we, you know, continue to do the same things over and over again. We're not going to grow. Right. Yeah, and, and Peter, I, I've, it's interesting that you say that, and congratulations on on, uh, on your future business ventures. I remember you, uh, for a while you, you talked quite a bit about going into uh, the public relations and um, so, could you can you talk about you know how you actually made that switch? Because it sounds like like you did some self assessment, and you know maybe that can help some folks to understand. Sure, uh, uh, Brian. Uh, I realized that history 
it's always been my passion, and uh, people should never give up on, on their passion. And yes, I was trying to make myself more uh, diverse in terms of going back for a second master's, but I would say just starting at the beginning of this year, and uh, I went to church uh, last month, and the pastor was talking about how, you know, when you keep on doing the same old things, you get the same old results, and you have to, you know, think of other things in order to get on the other side of the mountain. I think that's what the uh, sermon was about. But, uh, yeah, we, we cannot stay in a, in a uh, holding pattern. I mean, both of my parents went to college. Both have advanced degrees. Uh, my dad's changed jobs quite a bit, so has my mother. And, uh, you know, those, those days of being at a corporation or a uh, work organization for 25 years, getting that gold watch and, uh, you know, nice uh palatial retirement package are gone. So I, I took that into assessment, you know, look at what happened in the past is not relevant to today, and we have to uh, be innovative in terms of how our generation, uh, Generation X and Generation Y and, and so forth, uh, will survive. They cannot uh, go in the same direction as our, our parents. We have to uh, do multiple things, more than just nine to five and uh, just juggle around and, and just reach into our different talents and, and use them so that we can bring in some, uh, you know, sustainable income to take care of our families. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks, man. You know, we always appreciate you calling in. Uh, definitely some gems in, in that. So uh, so thank you so much, man, for supporting the show. All right, guys. Hope to talk to you again soon. All right. I'm All sure right. we will. All right. Take care. Tell you what, man. I, I think we we've been working on Peter for a good two years, talking about uh, the gold watch wasn't happening. I, I think we had to, had to get up in the pulpit and say it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a little or or look like Canada boot. Um, right, right. We were pretty, exactly. We weren't, we weren't feminine enough. Uh, yeah, uh, but I understand that. I mean, I think most men are motivated by women. So <laughs> yeah, but you know, but but the other thing is that sometimes it, it takes a while. You know, sometimes you have to hear exactly. it. You need to get, get exposed few times so that that's awesome man i'm yeah. really excited for him yeah, i take seven exposures before you finally say yes so <laughs> <laughs> so all right so let, let's move on man we got to run out of time well you know we have time but we'll make sure we get a few of these in here before we run out of the show uh because then we also have our top 10 list at the end of the show today so uh we want to go in we're going to read a few of the questions that we get posed in our Facebook group. And, uh, again, if you want to call in, 646-652-647. If you want to comment on one of these uh, scenarios, just press 1 when you call in so we know that you are calling to be on the air. Otherwise, you'll sit there and listen, which is perfectly fine. Um, so the first question, um, matter of fact, Brian, you have been talking a lot. Why don't you go ahead and read the first one? You can pick any one, really. Sure. Um, let's see. This is about... Married and making new friends. Uh, so the question was this. So I'm slightly irritated. There's this guy who's my Facebook friend, but we don't know each other in real life. I accept some people I don't know for the purposes of promoting events. He's been in my inbox for a couple months. His profile and cover picture are, are of him and his lady. He requested my number this morning, and I asked him why he was trying to contact me since it wasn't for business. We discussed that already. He said it, he said he was cool in his relationship, but we could be friends. My response was, I'm sorry, I don't make new friends with people that I meet via Facebook who are in relationships. Oh, my All right. 
to make sure I got it all. Oh, oh, yeah, that, that, yeah, that, 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 okay, my, my bad. Uh, Facebook yeah. doesn't ruin relationships; people do. So, Ryan, man, what do you what do you think here? What what would what would you think about this scenario? Or, you know, I, I first of all, that that last line I definitely agree with. It kind of it kind of goes to the, you know, it's kind of similar to the whole guns don't kill people, people do, you know, uh, obviously not on that same level, but it's, you know, Facebook is not a problem. It's what people on Facebook that's a problem. And um, outside of Facebook, I mean, I, I think take this uh, area out of Facebook and many people uh, having new friends. I think that uh, if it's outside of business and you're talking about just a personal friend, I, don't, I really don't think that um, that's necessary. I don't think that uh, that that, uh, that that is going to enhance your your relationship in any kind of way. Uh, I don't think that it's necessarily always going to be hurtful, but I don't think that it's going to be anybody that's going to help it. So I think that when you're serious about a relationship, if you're at the marriage level or seriously considering marriage, I don't think that uh, new friends of the opposite sex, especially on a personal level, are, are something that's uh, necessary. I, I don't think that uh, – I think that the temptation is, is unnecessary. I think that the, uh, the distractions that may come from that – I can cause issues. So I think that it's better safe than sorry, no situation where you just say, you know what, I'm sorry you missed me. You know, maybe somewhere down the line, you know, the paths may cross. Uh, but for me, and here's the thing, I didn't always feel this way. This is kind of, uh, you know, I, I, I've been down the road. I, I've experienced and lived a little more life. But you asked me this question, and maybe 12 years ago, I might have had a different answer. But I think that a more mature me, um, you know, seeing not just personal situations, but talking to uh, so many other people who have found themselves in these kind of situations, I think that, you know what, it's just best if you just keep it all out and that out the way. That way, you know, you keep the main thing the main thing, and, and that's a happy home. So, you know what about <laughs> Well, you know, you I, I, I'll jump in. I, I, I don't know if I was supposed to go to another question, but I actually think the other way. I I I think well I won't say I think the opposite but I think it kind of depends on it depends on the people. It's interesting. My wife and I last night we were having a conversation. We were like, you know, we've been together for a long time, and and I was like, man, I don't know if I could really date in this texting era because texting gets so many people in trouble, and you know they say things and it gets you know it gets misconstrued or it actually is correctly construed and they get in trouble and. What what we kind of came to was like, well, you know, maybe if we were dating during this time, we knowing the people that we are, we might not have an issue with it. So we might not be the be the type to to you know check somebody else's text messages or you know to to be in their phone listening to their voicemail or whatever, just because that that's kind of not how we roll. So I think you know you have to know the type of person you are, and you also have to have a good uh, a good feel for what that other person that's trying to get a number or whatever wants. Uh, one thing that I do on Facebook and in other things, you know, I talk about my relationship quite a bit. And part of that is because, you know, I don't, I, I don't mind sharing those things. But part of it is because I want to be very, to seem very unavailable. You know, I think I think you know we we joke about you know me being Prudy McPrude in the in the group, but you know a lot of that is by design because I just don't want to attract that type of attention, and that and and because I know that's my orientation, I'm not is uh, I'm not very uh, 
cautious about making friends on Facebook. Shoot, I'll, I'll give somebody my number. Yeah, call. You know, what do you need it for? Okay, yeah, give me a call, and we'll rap about business or whatever. But don't start talking about anything outside of it because I'll shut it down right away. So I think it really just depends on uh, on the person in that situation. Yeah, and I think, like you said, I think that you, you said the you know you said for business, and and, and it definitely is a, it, you have to know who you are. You have to know who your your partner is. Uh, you know, especially what we do, uh, we we meet a lot of people who who have whatever uh, needs or 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 desire from building some sort of relationship with with us, and we have to navigate through that. But I think that if you know someone has romantic intentions from jump, then I don't think there's any room for new friends in that that area. And it's one thing if they come in saying, "Hey, I want to discuss you know, a marketing opportunity," or well, I want to talk to you about you know your nonprofit, and all of a sudden down the line they they Cross the line, you know, you kind of you didn't see that one coming. But if someone says, "Hey, you're cute," well, we know they wouldn't tell you that. But they say, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, you know, handsome. Think, I'll take handsome or pretty. You know, I'm a new <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I think that, that if you know, if you know that, then you just have to. Uh, I would say, you know, if I know coming off the bat, hey, you're, you're sexy. Can I talk to you? Maybe we just be friends. Nah, we we can't do that. We can't do that. So. But yeah, I, I definitely I see what you're saying. Okay, let's go to the next one, man. We got another one. Uh, this one involves um, porn star sex three to four times a week. So the question was sent to us: to break up or not to break up? That is the question. I have been dating a man for several months now. Everything seems to be going well and progressing nicely. However, in recent conversations, he has expressed that he expects a porn star in the bedroom several nights a week. I told him that was unrealistic and not who I am. I'm willing to compromise and step my bedroom game up more often, but I won't be a porn star three to four nights a week. He said that was what he is and was attracted to and what he expects. He is willing to compromise with me as well and stated he would lower his expectation with the understanding that life happens. While I appreciate that he is willing to meet me in the middle, I still have a number of concerns. I'm offended that this is an expressed or that this is expressed as a requirement, and if I don't meet the requirement, it is possible to be a breaker for him. I'm also concerned that if I don't meet the requirement and he stays, he will cheat. So, Brian, this guy wants porn star sex three to four times a week. I think sex three to four times a week by itself, regardless of what kind it is, if you, you know, people are <laughs> some people. That's, that's, a <laughs> that's, that's a great deal. You're talking about three to four times a week is every other day. Right, yeah. I mean, you know, but he doesn't just want it every other day. He wants it like Mr. Marcus every other day. <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing about that, man, is I, is I'm, is I start thinking, you know, I've seen porn in my life, but I'm like, what exactly is porn star sex? I mean, does he want to bring a camera in the in the, <laughs> the bedroom and a, and a fluffer? I just don't, I don't understand I, what what that exactly is. <laughs> maybe he he wants her, to, you know, wear a little stripper uniforms and and. Drop it like it's hot, or just you know, I don't know. Do it like a stripper would. I mean, a, a porn star does, but I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what exactly is meant by this person's porn star sex. Right. Um, I like, like you know, it's funny you bring it up because that's kind of I'm thinking the same thing. Like it's sex, so right, I, right, I don't right. Know. <laughs> I mean, do you like bring somebody else in? You know, I mean, that's right. kind of this is stuff that porn stars do. But but I think you know this kind of gets gets. Uh, to the the age old uh, solution to any problem, and that's you know communication. I think I, I commend this this uh, this man. I, I guess it is in this case the man that wants the porn star sex and the woman that doesn't. But um, 
I commend that person for at least being upfront honest with with his uh, his mate. He could probably take um, the Ryan and Brian school of charm and and uh, learn how to say it a little bit more more smoother than that. No. <laughs> but uh, but you know that it was it's cool that he did he did uh, share that. What what I will say is again, you know, it it, it comes down to your comfort level. If uh, I think it, whether it's porn star sex or whether it's going to church every every Sunday without missing, um, or you know you're you're in the doghouse. I think you have to you have to figure out you know what what your deal breakers are, and and on the other side of that, you have to find out if your partner's deal breakers are things that you can live with or not. Um, you know I, I'm. I wouldn't say that that sex, their porn star sex three to four times a week is too much because you know it might not be too much for anybody. I I know that you know being a being a married person with kids, man, like you said, to get it three or four times a week, that would be a, a serious perk, and it's something that that I wouldn't really expect. But hey, that's that guy. So uh, I think she makes a valid point. If 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 this is a deal breaker for him. And she's unable and unwilling to uh, to actually conform to that or or, uh, or provide that for him. Then uh, it, it probably is in her best interest to look elsewhere. Why waste one another's time? Right. What do you think? You about know, as, I, as I think about it, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think like this man, and I'm wondering if I'm really trying to figure out what his porn star sex. The only thing I really think of is that he probably just wants some more head. <laughs> and you know, we're on, internet, we're on internet radio, so I guess we can say that. You know, and I think that's really probably what it boils down to. Because when you're doing it, unless you just want her to talk dirty, like they do in the movie, because you know, because other than that, if you're getting it three, four times, if, if it's just the frequency you want, that's one thing. But be so specific about you know the time that you want, you know, and, and if you're not giving it, and I, I think if you if you want your your uh, partner to, to give you that porn star quality, then you need to give it to her and pull it out of her for him. You know, um, if you're not bringing it to the table, then I think she's going to or he's going to. Um, but, but, you know, it kind of takes it to uh, the next uh, uh, question, or the last one we want to cover in this, uh, it kind of goes to that special occasion sex because it's Valentine's Day. And, you know, you, you uh, asked a question not too long ago in our Facebook group um, kind of asking about is this special occasion Sex really something people still do, you know. So right. we we're talking about that. Is this a myth or is this a reality? I mean, I know as fellas, you know, we 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 look for any reason to say, "Hey, you gotta do something special for me tonight." This <laughs> whether it be birthday, Valentine's Day, Christmas, Easter, Father's Day, whatever it is, you know, any kind of reason we can say, "I need that good, good, special stuff tonight." We're looking for it. So, so talk to. Is it, well, is it a reality? Are we still, we still at this time be expecting special occasion sex, or should it just be special every time? Well, see, this this was the, that that was the origin of my question because I I, I do remember when I was younger, you know, that the the we were talking about it on your birthday, and and I remember when I was younger, that's what I wanted to do on my birthday. That was like the big thing. But I'm like now, man, you know, I can do it whenever it's like you know i'm i'm i'm, I'm a, an adult i have a house i have a, a a room with the door i could tell the kids to go you know somewhere whatever it is so my thing was that that i didn't necessarily 
think that people did that. And and I was schooled that day uh, because people said, yeah, it, it actually does happen. So um, so I'm I'm in the camp that that it should be special, you know, every time. Um, I don't know what what different variations of uh, sex people are having. Uh, maybe we should do a survey, man. We need to do a survey because this is. The, I'm now. I'm wondering, you know, if, if if I'm getting something special all the time, or if if I'm just not, you know, doing anything or whatever. But, um, you know, I don't. I personally think that it should just be, you know, should be special every time, or, or at least, you know, have some variety. So sometimes it's it's better than others, but you know, it's pretty uh, satisfying every time. But it sounds like you're definitely you're definitely. Uh, uh, in in a different camp on that. What what are your thoughts on it? Oh no no no, I'm 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 not talking about any personal experience. <laughs> no 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 no. I don't talk about my yeah. No no. I'm 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 actually I agree with you. I think that when you are when you find the right partner, it's it's going to be special now. Uh, it's going to be special you know, every time. So uh, it, it's not so much about. It, and I, you know, it's just when you when it's right, every time it's special because it's going to be something different. You know, it, it, you may not get it exactly the way you want it every time, but, you know, one time you may say, you know what, this time I'm going to make sure I'm going out to make, make pull out all the stops and make sure she's satisfied. You know, next time she's going to take care of me and vice versa. So, you know, it, it's not so much about worrying about, okay, today is uh Martin Luther King Day, you need to go ahead and hook it up for me. Yeah. So I want that other side of the mountain. Uh, I want that right. mountaintop. Uh, right. So, to the mountain you know, top, but uh, it, it should be when, when you're with the right person and you're compatible and you guys both communicate and, and, and you're on the same page with the same drive and the same freak level, then, then you, you both uh, find find that happy medium. We got a call, man. Let's go to the lines. We have uh, Kareem calling from Philly. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Well, uh, thank you guys for having me. Um, I figured you would call because I'll, I'll actually put myself on blast since you read my post on um, online about uh, Facebook ruining relationships or people ruining relationships. Um, so, yeah. What was that? <laughs> I said I was going to keep you anonymous. It's okay. I, I I could put myself out there. If you guys would be okay. out there, I'd have been mad. But, no, I, I think it just really struck me because there, there are so many different sides to it. And one of the sides that we didn't address today was the fact that I didn't participate in this conversation with this guy. And there are so many people out there that would have still pursued him despite the fact that he's in a relationship, despite the fact that he puts it out there and it takes two to tango. And that's how social media breaks down, you know, breaks down relationships. So, you know, it's just because it happens a lot. There's, we call them, what is it, Facebook inbox bandits that just go around and inbox them randomly just seeing who's going to even respond to them despite their relationship status. Wow. Hey, uh, Corinne, now you're just, you're hipping me to something new because I've, I've never heard, <laughs> even heard that term. So are these Facebook <laughs> inbox bandits typically male or do they, are they male and female? Or are you saying they're male because you're female? Male, so male. and female. Okay. Um, but more men than women. But these are people who notoriously just hit up a bunch of women in their inbox. And let's say it's a city like Philadelphia and our social scene our social scene is very small. You know, people talk. It's like, oh, you know, that guy Chris contacted me in my inbox. Oh, really? He contacted me too. And then you find out 
that he has the same text. He might be sending the same poems, fitting the same game to everybody. So, yeah, Facebook inbox banditing is it's on the rise. It's on the rise. Wow. Oh, wow. All right, well, thank you for calling in. We are running out of time, so we got to go with that. Definitely thanks for calling in with that. You're welcome. Thanks. I had the same question, Brian. I was like, it sounds like a female problem because I've never had an issue. <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, I was, I was thinking about it. You know, if men keep getting their box hit uh, randomly, that's that's a borderline uh, man law violation. <laughs> I knew it was gonna be bad as soon as you said the first. <laughs> man, that's terrible. <laughs> we got. We got enough time to squeeze in this top ten list. <laughs> no pun intended, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Definitely, man. We haven't had it in a long time, so let's bring it in. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's the R&B top ten list. <laughs> this week's top ten list is brought to you by, well, well Ryan and Brian. We don't have punches yet. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, the top ten list this this month is going to be top ten ways that you can ruin Valentine's Day. Top ten, and these are in no particular order. We're just going to go through the list. These are top ten ways you came up that you can ruin Valentine's Day. If you want to avoid all ten of these, Brian, why don't you go ahead and start? All right. So the first one is elementary, and that's write the wrong name on the card. Uh, if you're writing the wrong name on the card, especially I mean, if you're going to have the wrong name, let it be your mother, but don't let it be the other girl or the or the, the person that you're inbox stalking. Make sure you get the right name Look on the card. <laughs> Elementary, like you said. Here's the next way. The number two way you can ruin Valentine's Day is buy your boo the same thing you bought them last year. Now, you may have forgotten that it was the same thing, but I guarantee you he or she didn't forget that that was the same darn thing you got on last year. Don't mess up. Make sure you get something new this year. Right. It, let's see. The the next one is re-gift a present you bought for last year's boo. Uh, or, or you bought for last year's boo, but broke up with her before you gave the gift. I mean, contrary to pop, popular uh, thought, a lot of times if things sit around for a while, they get a little dusty. And I don't know if you've yeah. ever been re-gifted mm-hmm. something, and it's in the plastic, and it has a little dust on the edges or whatever it is. That's really a bad look if you get called out. So make sure that you don't re-gift that present. And especially if you're doing, like, perfume or something like that, sometimes that stuff can get skunky in the bottle. So make sure you uh-huh. get, you don't re-gift those, those presents. Expiration date saying 2012 on it. Ah, dead giveaway. <laughs> Here's one. <laughs> <laughs> We've been warning people about this since we found out about this two years ago. Uh, but but here's the the way that you can ruin your Valentine's Day. Don't propose with a two hundred dollar ring. Don't do it. <laughs> Proposing is, is cliche. You know, proposing on Valentine's Day, hey, you know, people do that. But don't do it with a two hundred dollar ring. People, we, this is not going to end good. We just know that for a fact. What's next? All right. So next is. Um... Take them out to their least favorite restaurant. And another thing that I'll, I'll add to that is, you know, get something that's not their that that's their least favorite color. And I and I actually see this quite a bit. Now I'm a man, so I understand. A lot of times our uh, attention spans are very short. You know, we our our, our woman will will 
start talking to us and we might kind of zone them out because they don't talk in bullet points like we like, but at least get the little important things like what their favorite color or favorite restaurant is. If they don't like Benihana's, do not take them there because they might, uh, you might actually just ruin the whole, uh, the whole holiday. So definitely don't take them to their least favorite restaurant. And that kind of goes right to the next one. You know, again, paying attention to detail, knowing your loved one, don't buy them a gift that you know is really for you. You know, if if your woman doesn't like lingerie, if you've never seen her wear a thong, don't buy her a thong. Buy her some nice pajamas. Just don't buy sexy things that she'll like, that she'll feel comfortable in. You know, or if you know your guy isn't an outdoorsy kind of person, and buying him a lawnmower isn't going to be sexy. It's not going to get the response you're looking for. Uh, so make sure that you don't buy gifts that are really for you or stuff that you just hope they would use or do because you want to get some benefit out of it. Make sure you're really tapping into what that, you know, your significant other wants for the holiday. What's next, Brian? Next is expecting spouse attention when you're just the jump off. And it's funny. I saw on Facebook a one of those pictures with the words, and it said, if your girlfriend is busy on Valentine's Day, then you're just a jump off. You know, know your role. Uh I'm not advocating, you know, being out there and, and being super promiscuous, but, you know, understand where you fit in because otherwise you will uh, be feeling really bad and, and you might have to eat that box of chocolates all by yourself. <laughs> exactly. And then on top of that, when you uh, know your role, make make sure that uh, you, you don't mess around and send that I love you text to the wrong one. You know, make sure that you got the, you know, I don't know if that happened to you on the iPhone before, Brian, but sometimes it will jump and you type a text, and another text will come in, and you're out there and text the wrong person. Make sure you send them those I love you text to the right people, because that'll be terrible. That'll be definitely ugly, man. Right, definitely. Okay, so the, the final one here is forgetting to tell your Valentines not to tag pictures of your gifts, uh, of gifts to give them on Facebook, thinking, I don't celebrate the day because I love you 365 days a year is not going to fly. Oh, it was, oh, sorry, that was actually too loud. <laughs> All right, sorry, forgetting to tell your Valentine's Day not to tag pictures of your gift to them on Facebook. Basically, <laughs> I have no idea what this one is. <laughs> because if you have more than you give them the same gift to three girls and they all tag them, now you're busted. Oh, now goodness. you're busted. That's why yeah. you, that's, you can't forget that. If you're going to play it, you got to make sure that you get all the rules. And then finally, <laughs> got you, got you. So go ahead, you know, you, you do the last one. Right. The last one is uh, the, the the tenth way to ruin Valentine's Day is by thinking I don't celebrate the day because I love you 365 days a year is really going to fly. You could very well love somebody 365 days a year and show it every day, but I tell you what, you better buy something on February 14th and show them because it's just not going to fly. They may tell you, oh no, I understand, it's just not going to fly. And then uh, the bonus one before we get out of here: don't be late to your date on Valentine's Day. Due to your four-hour haircut, we're out of here, Brian. Give us the contact information. How people can listen. You can contact us on the net at www.ridebrideshow.com on Twitter slash ridebrideshow. Our our blog is ridebrideexchange.com, and we're on Facebook slash ridebrideshow. Thank you so much for your support. We love you, and we appreciate you. See you next week. Peace.
all right now. Gotta huff and puff and blow the walls right now. Don't aim for the plot, aim for the stars. Neptune, Saturn, Uranus, and Mars. So even if you fall, you can land in the cloud. Better aim for the mansion and land in the house. Sky ain't the limit no more. Look past that. See the finish line and then laugh that. Be the man where you used to get laughed at. God on it, who are they to say you can't have that? Even when you fall, don't give up. Get up. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.